afternoon, and a warm one it is. This Sunday, this weekend, our Gospel from Luke invites us to open our eyes to prayer. It's interesting to note that Luke speaks about prayer more than any of the other evangelists. For he shows Jesus praying at important parts of his ministry, including his baptism, at the selection of the apostles, at the transfiguration, at the Last Supper, at the Mount of Olives, and on the cross. And in this week's weekend's gospel, we hear the disciples who often saw and heard Jesus praying to his Father and likely looking to model him, asking Jesus to teach them how to pray. In reply, Jesus gives them the words that we now refer to as the Lord's Prayer. This version is briefer and simpler than the one Jesus spoke on the Sermon on the Mount that was recorded by Matthew. But Luke's version seems to be focused on the down-to-earth concerns of his followers, of securing bread for the day, fostering a community founded on shared forgiveness, and addressing God in a way a child would reach out to a parent for a need or a desire, and trusting that God will provide. So 2,000 years later, the question is, how do we pray? For prayer is so central and foundational to who we are as individuals and as a community, with each person praying in a way that's meaningful to them. Personally, I pray as I walk 68 miles every day. I try to spend more time listening than speaking as I walk along the canal path at the beach. I enjoy passing by others, looking to make eye contact with a smile, as it generally seems to change them, and it, it certainly changes me, and all of that's prayer. No doubt when family and friends gather at a wake service and share stories of the loved one who has died, all of that is a form of prayer. Many pray by journaling, or art, or through music. Indeed, many of the faithful enjoy more formal prayers in the form of a rosary or novena, so others gravitate to silent, contemplative, or centering prayer. And of course, many of us may just mix it up based on where we are in our lives. There's no wrong way to pray. At the same time, I think it may be fair to say that none of us necessarily know how to pray. As St. Paul reminds us in his letter to the Romans, we do not know how to pray as we ought. Which kind of takes the pressure off of us who are wondering if we're praying the right way, as if that was even a thing, which it's not. But the bigger question may have to do with how do we view prayer? In other words, do we come to prayer as a transactional or a relational activity? For Paul tells us that we should make our needs known. And we just heard Luke proclaim, ask and you shall receive. While Matthew reminds us, when you pray, don't babble on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating the words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need, even before you ask Him. So do we spend our time in prayer looking for something from God? Or are we desiring a connection with God. In particular, for Luke, prayer is not about getting things from God. Rather, it's about the relationship we have with God. 
Echoing that thought, Franciscan Richard Rohr reminds us that prayer is not primarily saying words or thinking thoughts. It is rather a stance. It's a way of living in the presence, living in the awareness of the presence, and even of enjoying the presence. I don't know, maybe it's perhaps a bit of both, as in our heartfelt and honest rendering of our needs and our wants and our desires to our God, that we build upon a relationship with God. It's a place where we seek a deeper and trusting relationship with the one who comes to us as a loving parent. Leave it to my grandson, Oliver, who's just over two years old, and he's slowly picking up his vocabulary. My wife and I are blessed that we get to spend a great deal of time with him. He's been here a few times at church just to see what, what it's all about. But it was just last month or so, as we were all sitting down to dinner, he quickly placed his hands out. And he said, pray. And we all looked at each other in somewhat awe, and obviously accepting his invitation, held hands and prayed over our meal. And Oliver ended with, obviously, a big amen. And his yearning for prayer has expanded when just the other day I was locking him in his car seat as he was heading out for a trip with his parents. And he just looked up at me and said, pray? Even at a young age, he's recognized and learned that prayer is inherently about connections. It's about forming and nurturing and recognizing, giving thanks for the relationship we have with each other and with our God. And while God can and does change circumstances, I'm convinced that more often prayer changes me. It changes you, if we allow it. And somehow my two-year-old grandsons, he's already figured that out. But if we're really focused on looking at the results of our prayers, take note to how the gospel passage ends tonight. For in the very last line we heard today, Christ weaves in the Holy Spirit. Perhaps the reason being is that no matter how we pray, or where we pray, or what we pray for, even in a transactional way, the answer, the reply, is always relational. By opening our eyes and our hearts and our souls to the indwelling gift of the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit that holds us and assures us and walks with us no matter what has happened in our lives, reminding us of the God who loves us every moment of every day and simply desires to be in relationship with you and me. In the words of the theologian Sister Elia DeLeo, prayer is the longing of the human heart for God. It's a yearning and a desire for a relationship with God. And it's God's attention to our desire, God in communion with us. So maybe at its deepest level, prayer is not about necessarily getting something or about problem solving or resolving issues, although we're encouraged to trust in God for these things. But rather, the result of all prayer is the awareness and the receptivity of the Holy Spirit, allowing us to know the God and connect with our God, who creates within us the desire to pray for whatever we need or want. And if I personally ever forget that, 
I always have my grandson Oliver who will turn to me, center me, look at me, reach out to me with open arms, and ask me to pray.